It's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, so release notes was good. I mean, I, I don't want to get into the topic. I know we're going to talk about it, but any any casual pre-FUFU? Nope. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, I am sick, though. Oh, are you? You, don't, you sound ever so slightly oh. nasally, but that's about it. My throat's really sore. Oh, so does that mean I have to carry the show? That's what I'm used to anyway. Hey-o! Mm-hmm. What I have found <laughs> is talking for extended periods of time uh, is difficult. So I may stop, like, randomly to take drinks and stuff like that or to cough. Okay. But, like, it was, it's was it been funny reading ads over the last couple of days. Like, by the end of the ads, I feel like I'm going to pass out. No, that's not good. Cause I, just, I just have one of those scenarios where I can't bring in enough oxygen, you know? Oh, during that because like my chest is heavy, it was way worse yesterday than it has been today though. Oh, I have a question for you. Maybe this can mm-hmm. be the pre-show or something. What is what is Lipsum or whatever it is that you and Gray talk about anytime you have even the slightest <laughs> bit of sick anywhere near you? Lemsip. Lemsip. Okay. Lemsip, which I assume is like a like a portmanteau of lemon and sip, like sip and lemon. Okay. Because, so, one of the ones that I tweeted, that, that it was like little sachets, and you tear off the sachet, and it's got like a powder inside. You put that into a mug, and you pour boiling water on it. You stir it, and you drink that. Mm-hmm. And do you drink it, cold, or do you sip it? Well, you sip it, because it's hot. <laughs> okay. And that is a cold and flu medicine. So, I guess, if Dayquil made a powder that you drunk, it okay. would be that. Okay. And does it- because Lemsip also Lemsip is a brand of cold and flu medicines. They make tablets and capsules, the powder, which is what they started with. And I also have here Lemsip mucus cough uh, cough syrup. Mm, okay. I thought I, I thought the listeners would really want to know that uh, mucus cough is what <laughs> I'm currently dealing with. That sounds slimy. Um, so, so this is—is this a one of those "it's all in your head" sort of things? And there's really no medicinal value to it, or do you genuinely believe in your heart that it actually has medicine that makes you feel better? Well, it has paracetamol in it. I don't know what that is. Really? Yeah. What do you guys call it? I have no idea what it is. So you tell me. Well, that—that that, what do you guys call it was more of like a rhetorical a- question. Paracetamol. Yeah. US. Oh, acetaminophen. That's what we call it. It's called a what a what a what? Acetaminophen. A C E T A M I N O P H E N. Well, that's that's weird. See, I would be screwed in the U.S. because uh, I would be asking for paracetamol. Oh, and okay. uh, a Slade four hundred one is saying it's basically Tylenol. Okay, so that's that's what a paracetamol is. So it's like basically like a painkiller, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm with um, you. Now that we're now that we're talking in my language. So that's that's what this does for me. Okay. Because the reason I ask is the the American thing to do when you're sick, and I feel like we talked about this on the show at some point or another, but the American thing you do when you're sick is you stay at home from school or work, and at 11 o'clock in the morning, you turn on The Price is Right, and that makes you feel better. That's the rules. Yeah, yeah we have stuff like that. Daytime TV shows, um, the kind of Jerry Springer-esque shows, mm-hmm. a lot of those are on daytime TV. But I don't get that luxury anymore. I can't. I don't have sick days. Sick days don't exist. That's what happens when you take a trip. You get sick, and then you come back, and there's tons more work to do. 
And that's a perfect segue. So let's talk about some follow-up, including your trip. But before we get to the trip, so now it's not a perfect segue anymore. Way to ruin it, Casey. This is the worst kind of segue. This is an impossibly bad segue, and it's so bad that we have to leave it in so we can all have a good laugh about it after the fact. Um, so tell us about the best follow-up you've ever received, which is the best follow-up that I've ever received. This comes from Jason, uh, J- at Jason Leto on Twitter. And he sent, uh, uh, he sent it to you, which makes me sad. Uh, but it also including the analog uh, thingamajig, the whatever you call it. But Jason sent us a picture, and he said, after listening to Analog 63, which was True Lies, he put hashtag Harriers at sunrise aboard USS Batan, which I always read as USS Batman, <laughs> of which I think is even cooler. And it's a picture of two Harrier jump jets on an aircraft carrier at sunset, which is just a sunrise, sorry, which is just the best. So you listen to Hello Internet, right? Yes. And you know they have all those like those really cool like whilst listening to the show pictures and like mm-hmm. people in jets or people with the president. This is like that, and this is the coolest one of these I've ever got. Oh, so far and somebody, away the best one I've received. Yeah, somebody on like a, a aircraft carrier with pictures of jump jets i wonder what jason does for a living naval officer is what his twitter bio says jason you are a hero sir i must say and thank you so much for sending that to us it really brightened up my day when i saw it yeah me too um not only is he a hero because he's serving in the military so i don't have to but but for actually sending us this phenomenal picture and is it jason ileto i-l-e-t-o is that right i don't know oh i can't tell I, it's stupid Twitter font. It's not his fault. It's Twitter. It's it's what looks to be L L E T O. So I have no idea. I think it's actually Ileto, but I think it is Ileto. Yeah. yeah. All right. So our, the, the 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 capital one is slightly thicker, which I assume means it's an I. Who knows? Oh, it's the worst. I did not your surname. Your surname is great. It's the yeah, stupid Twitter font. Is the worst. Anyway, this is phenomenal. And the best part about this is it's not like some like. Um, not confident ninja cam, like fired from the waist picture. This is like a properly composed, freaking gorgeous picture of two Harriers at sunset on on the USS Batan, aka USS Batman. Phenomenal. Probably the best piece of follow up that either of us has ever gotten. Just unbelievably good. So that's going to be in the show notes. Good stuff. Yeah, naturally, because it's fantastic. All right. Uh, what what did Matt have to say to us? So Matt. Um, has two things. Um, Actually, you know what? Let to... me tell you about what Matt has to say. Why am I making you talk? I'll, I'll okay. tell us about it. So Matt had two things, as Mike said. Uh, he, Matt says, I wanted to pass along a link to listener Sebastian from episode 62, who is going to design school. It's by Mike Montero about why you shouldn't try to go out, r- go out on your own right out of school. And so uh, this is deardesignstudent.com. And um, it, the website that we're referring to, question, I'm in my final year of university, saved up money, and, and thinking of opening a design studio straight after I graduate. How did you start off when you first opened your studio? Did you have any, many clients? How did your potential clients find you? And last of all, how, did, how long did it take you to build a good client base? And then there's a big, uh, pretty long answer to that. So, yeah, so that will be in the show notes. It's a medium post from Mike Montero. Yeah, and generally we wouldn't probably do this sort of follow-up, but it's an interesting post and it's worth reading, so we thought we should uh, throw it in. And then additionally, Matt goes on to tell uh, Mike and myself about why we we should consider budgeting. Um, This is going to be a little bit long for follow-up, but it's worth it. So also, regarding 
Y-N-A-B, you need a budget. You need a budget. Yep. Let me just say that it is fantastic and that you do, in fact, both need a budget. You don't need to use their software, but you do need to budget your money. You both mentioned that you were saving, and that is fantastic, but do you know what you're saving for? The strategy behind you need a budget has completely changed how I think about money and budgeting, and I can't recommend it enough. By giving every dollar a job, whether that is to be spent or to be saved, you feel in control of things in a way you simply can't if you're not tracking it. Once I had it set up and running, I spend maybe a grand total of 30 minutes a month even thinking about my budget. It's great. And by the way, You Need a Budget also has a great short weekly podcast. So uh, on the to-do list of things to check out, I really do need to check this out. It's tough because I don't feel compelled to do it because, candidly, I don't feel like I have a money problem at the moment. But everyone has money problems. It's just a matter of if they're big or little. And so because of that, it's something I really should check out. What about you? This is like... I feel like in my life now, I have a growing list of things that I should do. Oh, amen, brother. And I feel like I could I could capture that list if I wanted to, but a lot of the time it feels pointless because, like, we've been talking about the budgeting forever. Like, you know, like exercise. Like, I need to do more exercise. I need to think about eating better. Like, there's all these things, and it's like I feel like first I have to pick one of them, and then after that I need to actually stick to it. And budgeting does sound like a, a good thing to do, but I mean, I, I guess this is kind of terrible because I feel the kind of the same way that you do. Like, for I think for once in my life, the money feels okay right now. It's not something I'm worrying about specifically. Um, I am worrying about money at this very moment because Apple has made me spend every <laughs> penny I have this month. Um, but I do have a buyer for my Mac Pro, so. Mm, congrats! That's Ooh. excellent. Yeah, and I have my lovely iMac here. Oh, it did arrive right now. Yeah, it's all set up. It's what I'm using. Oh, and is it brilliant? I love it so much. Uh, don't um, tell me that. But I... yeah, so I'm you know, and having bought an iPhone and just bought an Apple TV, which I didn't want, um, <laughs> and I'll be buying an iPad Pro in a couple of weeks. I'm I'm sure uh, that is one of. The, so it's like you know, I haven't got much money now, but I can, uh, I can. The money will be fine again. Um, so. Yeah, so this one of those things, right? So the budgeting thing, whilst I understand it, it is low in my mental list of things that I should do because it doesn't feel like a pressing issue right now. Exactly. And I will regret that at a time where I do need money and then wish I would have budgeted. But I do have good savings right now, so. Yeah, that's the thing is, you know, you fix what's broken and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I'm not actually, you know, advocating that in this particular context. But what I'm saying is because I don't feel like it's broken, I don't feel terribly compelled to work on it. And But I should. So it's on the list of but, many, many, yeah. many things to do. Because this is exactly what Matt is saying to us. Yep. <laughs> right. You're exactly right. All we're doing is repeating the thing that he made us write. <laughs> it made him write into us in the first place. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Tell me about uh, your Twitter woes. <sighs> This was just something that I did, and it's like, why did why did I do this? So I wanted to get some more Relay Your Feels questions in. So if you're listening to this and you have any questions, you have any feelings, you have any queries, anything you'd like us to answer for you or talk about, always feel free to just send them, send some tweets with the hashtag Relay Your Feels, and we'll see them. They go into a lovely document for us. But I, I always send these. I don't know why I cannot send a tweet without there being a spelling mistake. And I don't know why when there are spelling mistakes, I don't see them. So this this tweet, I put it in the show notes. It says, if you ever have any questions, queries, or feelings answered by Casey Liss and myself, don't forget you can always use Relay Your Feels. That's not a spelling error, right? Well, it is. Well, okay. It's an error. Basically, I took a word out 
and then didn't realize the impact of other words in that sentence. Because <laughs> it was going to be, if you ever want to have any questions, queries, or feelings answered by Casey Lewis and myself, don't forget you could... But I moved some stuff around, took out the one, didn't fix the rest. Oh. <sighs> the struggle is real, Mike. Yeah. For me, it is anyway. It's a real <laughs> struggle. <laughs> to be to be fair, I didn't even recognize this until you made a stink about it. I, I didn't even think twice about it. Nobody mentioned it, but I, for some reason, noticed it. Hmm. That's all right. You know, it, it at this point, it's kind of a call sign, right? I mean, you are professional podcasters, and you are professional Twitterers. The professional podcasters made up part of my talk. Yeah, I believe was, I heard was, at least one reference to it, which we'll talk about. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, take a break and then talk about release notes. Let's do that. This week's episode is brought to you by lynda.com, the online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses that are here that are there to help you strengthen your business technology and creative skills. You can grab yourself a free 10-day trial by visiting lynda.com slash analog. Lynda.com is for people that are curious. It's for people that want to learn new things. It's for people that want to solve problems in their lives or for who just want to make things happen. This could be learning Excel, learning negotiation tactics, learning GTD with a course taught by David Island himself. Maybe you want to build a website, learn Photoshop, you want to learn the foundations of color and design so you can create some fantastic artwork. Maybe you want to learn Xcode or Swift or iOS app development in general. No matter what it is that you're looking to learn, you'll be able to learn at your own pace with courses that are structured so you can watch them from start to finish or consume them in bite-sized pieces. You can watch them wherever you want. You can watch them on your iOS and Android device with lynda.com's fantastic apps. You can also download these tutorials to watch them on the go as well as streaming them. And you can also stream these courses on your desktop and follow along with the transcripts that they have as well, or on your laptop, of course, as well. All of Linda.com's courses are taught to you by from top experts, people who are super passionate about teaching, who really, really know what they are talking about. You'll be able to create and save playlists of all the courses that you're looking to watch to customize your own learning path and also share them with friends, colleagues, and team members. Your Lynda.com membership is going to give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics all for one flat rate. Whether you're looking to become an industry expert, you're passionate about a hobby, or you just want to learn something new, go ahead and visit lynda.com slash analog and sign up for your free 10-day trial. Thank you so much to lynda.com for their support of this show. Excellent. All right, so you are in the greatest of great countries. Just last week, you were in the United States of America, and you were here to speak and to lend your wisdom to us plebeians. How did that go? Yeah, they had to bring in a, a Brit, because he's the only one with any wisdom, right? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? I think that was what you said. I, I alley-ooped that one, so I'm going to let you get away with it. Um, the whole experience was great, so I wanted to kind of just go through some of it. All right, now this was the very first release notes ever, is that correct? Yeah, the the inaugural release notes. As okay, were. okay. Um, so I kind of want to give an idea of my experience, but also my experience as being a speaker at this lovely conference. So Excellent. I was invited by Joe and Charles um, to, to come over the release notes podcast to who put on the conference, of course, to come to this. And I was very honored and they really took care of me. So I was picked up at the airport by a lovely guy named Tim. Um, Tim had an iPad 
with my name. Well, he was supposed to have my name on it, but it actually said Mike was right on it, which was awesome. Oh my god, are you I know, serious? I know how awesome, right? Oh These my people, god, the so last thing, oh, the last thing is that I need is your ego to get me bigger on this. Tim, Tim understood. Tim understood. Uh, now, is this like a limo or, or a regular just car? It was Tim's car, but it was a BMW. Uh, uh, you know, I'm cool with that. Yeah, that works for me. Um, so Tim picked me up, and uh, we went to the airport i was surprised how long it took me to get to indianapolis wait this was in london that you were picked up or no 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 this is when i got to indianapolis okay 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 sorry i was that would have been amazing right uh i was like it was already amazing but imagine that they sent tim all the way from indianapolis to to pick me up and then just put me on a plane and then off i go right um it took a long time it it took me eight i had to fly to detroit and then change Mm -hmm. it took eight hours to get to detroit and then, like, another hour and a bit to get to um, – well, it should have taken an hour, but it took about an hour and 45 minutes. We're getting ready to take off. This is when we're at Detroit and flying over to Indianapolis. And we're approaching the runway, and the plane stops. And then there's an announcement. It's like, ladies and gentlemen, we just need to check the engine. And then the guy stops the plane. Like, uh, he stops talking. What? Right? <laughs> he just stops. And he's like – uh, ladies and gentlemen, our second engine has given up as we're approaching the runway. We're just getting a, a mechanic to come out and take a look at it now. I am convinced he never meant to say anything about the engine and it just slipped out because he <laughs> said the word engine where it didn't really feel like it fit right. and he stopped talking. So they a mechanic came out, checked the engine. It's like, oh, we're okay to go. And I'm like, no, I'm not happy with this. I'm thinking <laughs> my brain. You just said there was something wrong with the engine, and now we're about to fly off. So I was uh, watching 30 Rock, which is my first time watching that show on my iPad. Is it good? I've never seen it. Really good. I like it a lot. Okay. Um, I'm just starting season two. And uh, was kind of just try- I was trying not to think about it. But then at one point in the plane journey, I looked down and realized that I was gripping the sides of the tray table <laughs> with both hands. I was like, hmm, I'm thinking about that engine, aren't I? No, you were thinking about thin-walled structures, Mike. Oh, I, do you know what? I had actually luckily forgotten about that. <laughs> oh, I tell you, I did have one one fleeting thought about it. I was I was on a Virgin flight. That was the Virgin flight uh, was the long haul flight, and then it was a Delta flight on the shorter flights. And I uh, was I leant up against the window. I think this was on my way home. Actually, yeah, I leant up against the window, and I was on that. I leant my head against a little window shade thing, and it like kind of popped in and popped out. Like it was quite thin, and mm. I was like. Yeah, these things are thin. And then just didn't think about it anymore. <laughs> I have to say, Virgin. So I upgraded myself to premium economy, mm-hmm. which is only like, it was like $200 each way, which I thought was perfectly fine. A $200 and upgrade each way or $200 all in? Upgrade. Okay. Upgrade each way. And I was really, really happy with that. So much so that like Virgin might be my new airline now if I ever want to do premium economy. Oh my God. It was like, you don't watch Mad Men, do you? No. Okay. Well, in Mad Men, they show a lot of scenes about people taking planes in like the 60s. And this is what it's like. So like you sit down, the seats are, seats are really big. You've got loads of leg room. They're like leather seats. They're really comfortable. They lean, obviously go back really far and you don't disrupt the person behind you too much. Um, and then uh, a air steward or hostess or host, I don't know what to, I think air steward is it the right. It works for me. I don't even know yeah. anymore. Um, 
they come around with like a, a glass of prosecco or a glass of champagne as you're sitting down. Like this is just as you've got on the plane. So you just sit there for 10 minutes, you know, where everyone else is getting on or walking past you, and you're just sitting there sipping your glass of Prosecco, <laughs> which is fantastic. Nice. Um, and then, like, the whole thing. So they bring around a menu, and you choose the food that you want from the menu. This is for still economy? I mean, I understand you said it's premium. premium economy. So is that just a special row within the economy section? That's the way it works no, in America. No, it's a section. It's a special section. So, right, so uh, I've been on some like, United okay. flights that just suck, like, for this. You get nothing when you do their premium Right, economy. that's why I was so confused all of a sudden. Okay, I'm with you now. So, um, uh, different airlines do this differently. BA have a really good one. United don't have a good one. Uh, I've flown premium economy in a few different airlines, and, and it seems to be that the airlines that are based in the UK seem to somehow understand why this is a thing. Oh, there's a surprise. Um, and then you choose from a menu what you want to eat. The food is in porcelain dishes. Nice. With metal cutlery. That's impressive. And the drinks are served in glasses. You don't see that anymore. No, you don't. And that is just... Virgin seem to have a real, like, understanding of, like, bringing the class back. Like, that's how it feels. Like, they are purposefully making it what it was like to fly in the past. Mm-hmm. Which is um, awesome. Yeah. And so, I really like that. This is Virgin Atlantic, is the airline. Um. So, yeah, I'm... I'm uh, I'm probably going to fly with them a bunch. So I enjoyed that. It made the trip really nice. They had a good in-flight entertainment system, but I was doing show editing and stuff like that. And I found a way now. To, uh, these eight-hour, nine-hour flights, I'm totally fine with them now. Yeah, because you're doing work? Because well, I do them so much. Hmm. Listen to you, Mr. Fancy. Well, I take these trips like three <laughs> or four times, maybe five times a year now. Sure. So like, I can deal with it, right? Cause, yeah, yeah. Because I know what I can do on these flights to take up my time, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, but anyway, the reason I brought this up was it was just funny to me, like, to travel that amount of time, so like 11 hours, and still be in Eastern time, that was the thing that freaked me out. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be a little bit different for you to finally be in the one true time zone. Oh, I, no jet lag. On the way there? Uh, on the way back. Either way, you had no jet lag? I got to sleep like 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. Oh, well, for you, that's like normal. <laughs> yeah, but that, like, that's what I mean. That's the normal. So yeah. it's, that, there's no jet lag because I'm used to that. That's awesome. Uh, let me jump in really quickly, though, and I'd just like to double down on the Virgin Airlines thing. Um, when I go to WWDC this year, or every year, every year except the very first year, I've flown Virgin America which is obviously different than Virgin Atlantic, but similar idea. Um, I've flown Virgin America every single time from Dulles, which is about two hours north of here, to San Francisco and back, because even though it's sometimes a bit more money, in a very similar way, they actually treat you like a human being on those airline on that airline instead of like cattle. And it is magnificent. And what I love about Vir about Virgin America is, They'll typically do like a beverage service where they drag the cart down the aisles and, you know, bump your elbows if you're an aisle uh, kind of guy like I am. But they also have um, TVs at every seat back, which in and of itself is not that remarkable. But you can actually place food orders by boop, boop, booping on the TV in front of you. Uh, that's a technical term, oh, by the way. Cool. And then what they'll do is, in a few minutes, they'll bring you what you ordered. You can boop, boop, boop your way to a Diet Coke. Or I you assume can you're paying for that, though. Uh, Diet Coke, no, but food, yes. 
So then you can boop, boop, boop yourself a sandwich or whatever you want to do, and they'll bring the sandwich right to your seat. And you just swipe your credit card, open a tab if you so desire, and you know order what you want, and then it automatically settles up and, and sends you a receipt when you leave the plane. Fantastic. So doubling down on the Virgin, they're not a sponsor. Completely agree with you, though. That's the way to fly. Oh, man, would I love Virgin to be a sponsor. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. You should get on that. If only we knew a guy who sold, sold ads for this show. Not to Virgin. <laughs> Why not? I mean, yeah. Why not? I'd give it a shot. So I think about these companies, and it's purely because I wouldn't know how to deal with them. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. They're, Plus, just they're, too, they're too big for me, you know? Well, just call the, your buddy the, Richard. Give him, give him a call. See what he says. The brand's donator. So yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be investigating Virgin more seriously going forward as an as the airline for me because I've, I've signed up for their Air Miles program. I'm now I'm qualifying in two Air Miles programs, which is frustrating. I need to use my BA at miles now. And I accumulate heard. I accumulated enough BA miles for a trip to Europe. So what you, BA. What do you mean? Oh, you mean mainland Europe? Right. Yeah, like somewhere in Europe. You well, because like you said that, and I'm thinking... <laughs> Paris or something. You say that, and I'm thinking to myself, you are in Europe, Mike, but I forget from your perspective you're not. So well, because we're not now. attached. No, I got you, know? you now. It just took me by surprise. I didn't understand what you meant there. All right, so, so I totally interrupted your story. So you arrive at the airport, hashtag Mike was picked right. Picked up by Tim. Right. Went out that evening for uh, a speaker's dinner, and I had to leave before dessert because I was awake for 26 hours, and I was pretty sure I was scared I was hallucinating. I, <laughs> the next day, I was talking to people that I was talking to the evening before and didn't remember talking to them. Oh, wow. That's Yeah, so I was, I was really, really tired. I wake up the next day, the day that I'm giving my talk, and I have a sore throat, and I was terrified. Oh, God. And so you're not like, giving the talk until that evening, right? That evening, yeah. But I, uh, I think I went on at 7.45. And I was Whoa. like, what am I going to do? So the first thing was I didn't tell anyone. That's smart. I didn't want to tell anyone, any of the conference organizers or anything like that. And and release notes were super awesome. And, and they made like t- t- lovely Tim who picked me up. He met, you know, he was completely there to help me out of anything I needed whilst I was there. Right? They wanted me to not have anything to worry about. Oh, that's awesome! So you had like a concierge for yourself. Yeah, I don't want to. That was kind of what they referred to it as, but I don't like saying that because sure, Tim is a person. No, no, I understand, but still, that's who, who amazing. Was a volunteer, right? Like he was, you know. So like, I don't want to. But yeah, that is yes, yes, effectively. So like, I could have said to Tim could you get me some cold medicine? But I didn't want anyone to know that I needed anything like uh-huh. that. Right? Because I didn't want to scare anyone. Because yeah. I figured I'll probably be okay, was my thinking. Like, I thought I might be super sick the rest of the week, but I reckon I can get through today. Mm-hmm. So I met uh, my friend Thomas Hall. Uh, he lives in Indianapolis. He wasn't going to the conference, uh, but he kind of took some time out of work. We went and had a coffee. Um, he's He's a pen guy, so we would, he brought some nice. pens. We were playing with some pens. Um, and then we he, we went for a walk and I went to a CVS and got some DayQuil, which is why I knew to compare it to DayQuil because mm-hmm. I was taking DayQuil for the whole time that I was there. And I had a big bag of Hall's lozenges, which I got through over the next couple of days. Um, then I went, this is Wednesday. So a bunch of th- friends started arriving. Um, the evening before, Underscore was there. Um, and then Stephen and Jason came. Got to spend a ton of time with those guys and was just so happy to spend time with everyone. Mm-hmm. I was really happy to spend a bunch of time with Underscore because I don't get to see him enough. Oh, he's um, the, like, best. the best. I, I only get to see him really at WWDC or if he takes a trip to London. Mm-hmm. Like 
I see Stephen and Jason more now, which is fantastic. Um, but I was really happy that I was able to spend time with Underscore. It's like how if you were there, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I only get to see you once a year, which makes me super sad. Um, but and it's the same with Underscore. So and, and I love that guy. So it was really great to spend a bunch of time with him as well. Um, I also made a bunch of like new friends as well. Like so, some people that I'd never met before, like some of the other speakers and stuff. Like I feel friendly with now and i didn't really know them uh like the like like rob ryan for example oh, I, I'd he's never awesome. met rob and, he is and awesome we hit it off he's really great um and his brother john um well, i've never met before either uh and so yeah it was really nice to meet people like that that i hadn't uh ever had the pleasure of really spending too much time with mm-hmm. so that was really nice because i was a little bit like i wasn't sure like what the other speakers would think of me right like in my mind sure I'm like, who's, you know, like, as you do, like, who's this kid, right? Who's had this business? He's not an app developer. Like, why is he here? You know, like all these little things like going on in the back of my mind. Um, But it was, everyone was super nice. And I really enjoyed spending time with people there. And also there was a bunch of just great listeners. There were people that I knew from previous conferences and stuff. It was fantastic. I actually have a relay of feels from a listener about release notes a little later on in the show. All right. So about five o'clock is on the Wednesday. Um, people were starting to go for dinner, and I decided I wasn't going to go for dinner. Um, I went to this little uh, again. This makes me sound. Oh, this sounds so terrible. There was in the hotel is like this room called the executive room, which had like food and drink all the time. Not like a massive spread of stuff, but there was just snacks and food in there. Mm-hmm. And we the speakers all got access to that so i went there grabbed a drink they had these little pulled pork sliders and i grabbed nice. a couple of those just i had something to eat on my own um and then went back to my room practiced my talk once more and i'm really pleased i did that good that was key and i didn't i just thought oh i'll do it because you know i've got the time but going through it once more was very very important Okay. turned out because it just it just made sure that everything was fresh when i was do when i then gave it a couple of hours later mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then i just took a long shower spent a bunch of time getting ready then at seven i go down to the like the conference hall um start saying starts like saying hi to people that uh, were just coming in and that kind of thing chatting chatting then at seven thirty, uh Joe and Charles take the stage to like do their opening remarks, and then at seven forty-five, I go on. And that was as scheduled, correct? It wasn't like as you're... scheduled, okay? Yeah. And apparently, like I was told, like when I started, I was talking super fast, which is exactly what I expected. Cause that's what I do when I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. But after I got my first laugh, that calmed it down. Th- which yeah, I think that was like the professional podcasters' jokes. So, like <laughs> put up a tweet, it's a professional podcaster. Right. So I talk about the fact that I sent a tweet. It was a year since I sent a tweet. You know, you know, it's been a year since I've been self-employed. And I say, oh, but there is one thing. And then, like, I click the little thing, and the S just falls down. From and then, nice. I, you know, talk about that and mm-hmm. go on from there. Once I got that first laugh, I was like super comfortable, and I was like cracking jokes the whole time. I was like put throwing jokes in that I'd never made before <laughs> when practicing the talk. But that's how I feel when I do this stuff. When I feel confident, I feel like I'm putting on a show. Right, right. But whenever I've done things that are kind of like this in the past, and when, as soon as I start to feel confident and people are laughing with me, I kind of become a crazy guy. Uh, but it was good. <laughs> it was good. I, I had a bunch of great, like, all the great jokes in there. Uh, I was super happy that it was dark. So you couldn't see everyone? 
couldn't see everyone because there were everybody else spoke in the daytime. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. They had these big windows. It was this beautiful room. It was a uh, uh, the old an old train station. Mm-hmm. Just fantastic room. Like I, you know. If I ever talk in someone that looks half as good as that place, I'll be lucky. Um, it was just <laughs> seriously a fantastic, fantastic venue. Um, but I was really, really happy with how it turned out. I felt like I was as prepared as I could have been. Uh, nothing went wrong at all during the talk. Um, all of the slides, I hit all the points that I wanted to. I hit them at the right time. Uh, and I felt really good about it. I got a lot of really nice compliments from people that were there. Um they didn't record video. I believe they recorded audio, but I don't know for sure if there's a plan for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they did record the audio, I believe that that they will. That they have my slides, so they can match them together. But I don't know what's going to happen, if anything, with that. Right. So this was this past Thursday, as we record. Is that correct? Maybe Wednesday. Wednesday. I think it was Wednesday. Okay. So this past Wednesday, I'm um, I'm sitting down in, on the couch with Erin, and I think she was reading, and I was watching TV, and I checked Twitter, which I hadn't checked in like an hour or two, and um, someone that I had met at WWDC and and sort of kind of know at this point, uh, Ben McCarthy, um, who I believe you know from Ool, among other things. Yeah, um, I've, I've met Ben at a few conferences. He's a great photographer. He was the photographer at release notes. Oh, God. Such a good photographer. It's really annoying. But anyway, <laughs> I get a tweet from Ben McCarthy saying, and I could dig it up, but it, my recollection is it said something along the lines of, hey, Mike is talking right now. If you want me to FaceTime you, call such and such email address. And it had, had And he had sent that like, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes before I saw it. And so I didn't want to be like pushy. And so I just replied and said, oh, man, I'm sorry I missed it. Missed you. Thanks so much. You know, I appreciate you trying. And then I think he said, no, really, it's still going on. Call me. And so I tried calling him and it took a couple of shots, but eventually we got through. And so because of Ben McCarthy, I was able to watch a bit of your talk. Well, then it ended up he did the most selfless thing I think any human being can do in the year 2015, which is he let me completely mutilate his uh, his iPhone battery and got it down to like 3% or something like that, which is like my biggest fear at a conference is losing losing my charge in my phone because then I feel like I'm useless after that, um, which is probably a different set of problems. But anyway, um, so his battery dies. And then someone he was with, Andrew Milham, Milham uh, I'm not sure how you pronounce his surname, but he ends up um, either saying call me or calling me or what have you to let me finish the rest of your talk. What an unbelievably kind and nice and selfless thing for these two these two guys to do. Like, totally unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. And so unbelievably kind of them. And I was so glad that they were able to do that because I was able to see probably the back half of your talk or so. And I thought you did an unbelievably great job. I thought you you were not talking quickly. You weren't running back and forth on stage like many people are off to do. Um I thought you looked confident up there, and and your outfit was delightful. I I don't know anything about fashion, but I can tell you looked put together. Um, I thought you did a great job, and 
and I just really, really, really wanted to thank uh, Ben and Andrew for doing that. Um, I don't know if they listen to the show. I hope so. Um, but the, it was so super kind to them and totally unnecessary and above and beyond. And I really, really appreciate it. And it really put uh, put a smile on my face. I don't know if they were watching me watching you, but I probably had this like crap eating grin the entire time because I felt like it was like I don't mean this in a dismissive way, but I felt like I was watching my little brother up there. You know what I mean? And I'm not I'm not trying to make it like about age or anything like that. It's just, that's what it, that's the best thing I can I, I can describe it as it was like watching your little brother, like really just kick, kick butt at something he's been really stressed about. It made me super happy. So thank you, Ben and Andrew for, for doing something that you really didn't have to do for someone that you really don't know, but that was super kind of you. And it's, it's a good, it's a good happy side to the internet, which I think a lot of, a lot of the show you and I have spent a lot of time talking about how disappointed we are with various parts of the internet, especially when it revolves around Twitter. But that was a super kind and awesome thing that they did, and I really, really, really appreciate them doing it. So, Just one quick point on the FaceTime thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what happens every time somebody instigates a FaceTime call? No. Irrespective of whether a phone is muted or not. Oh, the the ringer rings? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Did that totally throw you off then? Cause they I looked heard like, them. They looked like they were sitting like front row. Yeah, they were. I heard them, and I knew exactly what it was. Did and you I knew really? It was you, <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't bring any attention to it. But I was like, "Someone's calling Casey." That's oh, that makes me happy. That makes my heart warm. Oh, that's delightful. But oh, they, they, it was fine. I, I was able to move past it. Um, no, I'm sorry for interrupting you. That I didn't mean to ruin your flow. I didn't. I didn't realize even when you're muted that it uh, that it makes an audible noise. Yeah, neither did the people making the calls because they looked horrified. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, my apologies, Mike. Um, I do want to hear about the rest of the conference um, really quickly, but it occurred to you and I that we have forgotten a piece of follow-up that we're going to have to throw in the middle of the show. We have emergency Twitter follow-up. Uh, would you like to tell me, Mike, what the status is between you and me in our fight to the death over Twitter followers? So I've I've brought quite a lead upon you, um, and we are now uh, not a lead. I've been gaining on you. Let's say that um, mm-hmm. we've now broken the one thousand five hundred follower gap. So mm-hmm. it's now fourteen ninety five. So um, what is happening is I am gaining on you now quicker than you can pull away. Yep, and that and it's been that way since we since we set this little tool up that we me and you have been monitoring it on. That's not it totally goes back true. and forth. It goes back and forth every few days. Yeah, that's right? the thing. I was going to say that um, uh, just a day or two ago, I gained a lot. I gained like twenty, yep. or, like ten or twenty on you. But within hours of that happening, it turned right back around to where it is now. But yeah. So basically, like it goes backwards and forwards. But if you were to draw a trend line, the line is that I am. I oh, am absolutely in the aggregate, like maybe on a weekly basis, I'm gaining more than you are. Absolutely, and it's, and it's a clip that it takes chunks out because I think a couple of weeks ago it was a sixteen hundred difference. I believe that's right. So now it's fourteen ninety five. So I still don't think by America Thanksgiving that seems almost impossible. Yeah, I think you're probably right, but I'm gonna say you would have to upset a lot of the internet, and yeah. I would have to be the person that you upset. I think. <laughs> you know, like that you would have to do something really nasty to me so people leave you and come to me. Like that's the hey, only way that that could happens. happen. I mean, I'm certainly not planning it, but it could happen. That's um, true. You never know. But uh, but yeah, I think American Thanksgiving might be a little aggressive, but I still think it's more likely than not going to be during 2015. We'll see. So 
so the rest of the conference, I felt super relaxed. Um, and I felt like there was a really relaxed atmosphere. And I kept saying that and people kept reminding me it was probably because I'd given my talk already, <laughs> which is true. The rest of the conference was great. I really enjoyed the talks. Like I feel like I actually learned some things about business myself from listening to everybody talk. Good. Underscore was fantastic, um, obviously. Obviously, that guy was fantastic. Um, and there was a couple of other talks that I really, really enjoyed as well. Uh, and it was just nice to think about business in a, in a different light. And I took away some things and some things for me to think about. But I just had a really, really nice time. Because it was a very relaxed atmosphere to something like a WWDC, for example. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and it wasn't like XOXO where you're like traveling around all the time. Like We're basically just in the hotel the whole time or eating very close to it. That's really awesome. Yeah, it sounds like it was a great time. And, you know, I don't know why I didn't make this connection, but somebody had said around the time that the conference was going on, oh, it's like the replacement for Singleton. And I only went to one Singleton. It was not the last one. It was the one prior. I want to say 2012, I think. Um, Maybe it was 2013, but whichever one it was, that's the only one I've been to. And I loved it. And that was in October in, in Montreal. And I've been kind of wanting some sort of conference to replace singleton and um coco love um by uh, a friend of mine uh curtis um coco love goes on in philadelphia in october and this is going on at least his first one in indianapolis in october so maybe there'll be a fight to the duel to the death fight to the duel fight to the death between the two of them um and maybe i'll be able to go to one or both next year we'll see what happens but uh i'd love to have something to fill in the void from singleton yeah i think there are a bunch of little conferences popping up Right, to maybe try and take that space. I hope they do release notes again. I would definitely go. Yeah, it sounds like it was awesome. Yeah, if you are a person that wants to or does run their own business, this is a really, really important one to go to. Yeah. All right, why don't you tell us about something else that's awesome unless you have some other notes about release notes. Ha <laughs> ha. This episode is also brought to you by Squarespace. You can start building your own website today at squarespace.com. You want to use the offer code FEELS at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. With Squarespace, you'll be able to build a site that looks professionally designed regardless of your skill level, no coding required. With their intuitive and easy-to-use tools, you can make your website look and feel exactly how you want. Squarespace's site templates are fantastic to look at. They all feature responsive design, so they look great on all sizes of device, and you have fantastic tools to customize them with their uh, WYSIWYG page building system, so you can drag and drop the format of the website around. You can very easily change fonts and colors and all that fun stuff. It really is super, super easy to make your site look and feel exactly how you like. Squarespace is state-of-the-art technology powering all of their sites to ensure security and stability and this is why they are trusted by millions of people around the world. They're also, all of these millions of people, have access to Squarespace's 24-7 support. They have live chat and email, and they're there to help you with any problems that you have with your Squarespace site. Any questions, any queries, any concerns, they are there to help you. They're always on hand. They have rock-solid, fast hosting, so your site's always going to stay up, and it's always going to be quick for people loading it, no matter where they're coming from, and no matter how many people are coming at a time. They have their cover page functionality that allows you to build a great-looking single-page website and Squarespace Commerce, which allows anybody to add a store to their Squarespace site. 
many people use Squarespace because they don't know how to code, right? So I mentioned like you don't have to have any coding knowledge, which is true. And that's like for somebody like me who doesn't. But if you do know this stuff, Squarespace can be a great way to get the majority of a website built without you having to do any work, right? You don't have to worry about getting hosting set up. You don't have to worry about finding a theme or building one from scratch. So that's great for that. But if there are things that you want to tweak, Squarespace has something called their dev platform. So you can go in and tinker with the things that you want to and take your Squarespace site further than ever before. If there's just a few things that you want to change. Um, I think Marco did that, right, for the ATP.fm? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he went in and just made some changes because he wanted to make things look exactly how he wanted them to. And you can do that with Squarespace as well. And you still benefit from all of the great features that Squarespace has to offer. If you sign up for a year, you'll also nab yourself a free domain name, allowing you to choose exactly what you want your site to be called. And Squarespace plans start at just $8 a month. You can sign up for a free trial right now with no credit card required and start building your own website today by going to squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up, make sure that you use the offer code FEELS, that's F-E-E-L-S, so get you 10% off your first purchase and show your support for this show. I'd like to thank Squarespace for helping us out with Relay FM. Squarespace, beauty beautiful. All right. So you have a secret topic tonight mm-hmm. that I genuinely, hand on heart, do not know what it is. So I'm a little scared, but lay it on me. Do you have any kind of feelings at all for what you think it might be? Uh, an intervention about why I need to do something differently? <laughs> no. This okay. is about me. Uh, you've just, oh, you, see, you can't talk about like proposing or something because um last i heard adina listen to the show uh you're sick of me being sick of mike was right no okay you ready okay all right i'm taking a break from twitter uh, i should have seen this coming for sure yeah, yeah. for how long so D- do pro tip don't answer that with a number well this is this is the plan okay Part of this, basically, I've mentioned this to Casey a bunch of times that I was interested in doing this. Originally, I said that I was interested in us both doing this, uh, but I don't think Casey wanted to do this. So I want to talk about what I'm going to do um, and a little bit about the reasons, and then we can talk about maybe going a bit more in depth about the reasons. So okay. a lot of these ideas and the ideas of how this is going to work came from a discussion that I have of Underscore who suggested that I do this. So it might be nice to have him on at some point in the future to talk about this after I've maybe seen what this does to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So on Sunday night, when this show goes out, so that will be Sunday the 1st. Oh, there you go. So November 1st in the evening, basically after I post the show, Adina will change my password for my Twitter account. Oh, bold. She will write it down. Okay. And I don't and I won't have access to it. Okay. I will delete Tweetbot and any other Twitter app from all my devices. Okay. Um I will be able to, if I want to, go to, for example, twitter.com slash Casey and read what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I will not be reading I will not be tweeting and I will not be reading my own timeline. I don't uh for example, I'm not going to say that I won't search my own name sure, to see sure. what people are saying to me because I will do that. So I'm not going to say that I won't do that. But I won't be replying to people. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I also will not be talking about this anywhere beforehand other than on this episode of this show. Oh, interesting. So I will not be tweeting about it. I will not be posting a link to, to anything. I will post a link to this show, and that will probably be my last tweet that I will make. Our next episode of this show will be recorded on Thursday rather than Tuesday. This was part of the reason I decided to do this, because I have a thing that's come up. So we're going to be recording on the 5th. Now, the reason I find that to be useful is I would have had longer away from Twitter. Because if we just did Sunday to Tuesday, it might not be too much of a difference. But going from Sunday to Thursday, it's twice the time. Mm -hmm. So I would have been away from Twitter for four days. So that's the mechanics of this. Okay. What's brought this on? So I've been thinking about this for a while, and, and I kind of hit a bit of a bottom before XOXO. Mm-hmm. where I was kind of just getting a little bit, like, unhappy with my general life on Twitter. And we've spoken about this a little bit. You know, it's why I decided to cut my following list in half, for example. I'm just trying to be better about the things that I let into my life. And I'm wondering what the effect will be. Yeah. So, like... How am I going to feel about this? Like, am I going to feel better about it? Am I going to feel worse about it? Like, I have no idea of knowing right, right now. Like, so I'm wondering... Um, so there's also this part of me. This, I'm interested in wondering if anybody's going to even notice. Yeah. yeah and like, and that, that isn't meant in a, like, you must notice me. If you don't notice me, I'm going to be sad. I'm just wondering, like, will people notice? Because I would expect that most people won't which is totally fine. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what I expect to learn from that. I kind of expect to learn nothing. But I just want to see. Like, I want to see if anybody, like, asks me, like, where I am. And they probably won't. I'm also interested to see, will I lose more followers or less followers during this period than in a usual week? I would expect that I would probably lose less. Yep. Because you're not reminding people why they should follow you. Again, and this is the thing. These are all just, all at the moment that I have is just questions. None of it is like a, and then I will do this. It's just like <laughs> me wondering like specific things. Like how will I feel that I, my its approaches to my work? Because part of the reason I spend so much time on Twitter is because of my work. So how am I going to get the information that I need for the shows? Like where is that going to come from? Mm-hmm. Um, like what will I, what will I be doing to fill up that time? Maybe yeah, I start yeah. reading RSS again that week. Like I'm, I, I haven't got any answers for this because I'm not. I'm trying not to plan anything. Like I just want to see what happens because mm-hmm. I spend many hours a day reading Twitter happily. But I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for my life. And I'm, I'm hoping that this experiment will help shine a bit of light on that. Yeah, I, I would say, and I would be willing to put money on the fact that I will be returning to Twitter pretty much as normal once this experiment is done. But what I think it may do and what I hope it will do is help me think about things differently and make some tweaks to make the way that I live my life on the internet a bit more positive for me. I think that's healthy and I think that's smart. Um, what, what I don't if- think everybody needs to do this. I just know that I need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, earlier today I was thinking about not taking a Twitter break, although sometimes I wonder if I should as well. But uh, I was thinking about trying to figure out a way to cull some of my following list. Not that I dislike the people I follow, but 
I feel a bit of an obligation to be a Twitter completionist. And I think this was spurned by today being an Apple um, earnings call day. So I probably have like three or 400 tweets waiting for me, which is way more than I would usually have after recording a show. Yeah, I'm, ju- uh, I'm already, as we speak, you just made me realize that I'm jumping to the point where the call ends. Yeah, yeah. There's no point. There's no point in me bothering to try yeah, and look I'm at that. probably just going to declare bankruptcy. But anyway, I was thinking, you know, okay, if if I'm – if I tend to be a Twitter completionist and I do spend too much time looking at Twitter, I certainly, certainly do. What can I do to, to satisfy my completionist tendencies while also decreasing the amount of time I spend on Twitter? And the quick and obvious answer to me was, well, follow less people, but I don't know who I would cut, you know, cause I follow these people for a reason. And I usually am relatively aggressive about unfollowing if I feel it necessary. So I don't know. I'm not sure, but, um, I know Underscore has done this in the past, and I'm curious to hear if there's any insight that you think you can share from your conversation. Um, but I know he's done this in the past and spoke highly of it. I'm curious to see how your experience goes. Um, so you said you'll be off from Sunday the 1st until the after we record on the, on the 5th? So the plan will be from Sunday to Sunday. That's oh, the plan. okay. Right. So th- I don't know if I'm going to go that long. And it might get, I might not get to Thursday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I might get to Sunday and then want to continue, but I will be back on Sunday. Okay. So there isn't a scenario where I'm going to pull Miller this. I don't know who that is. He was a guy at The Verge, took a year off the internet and basically never oh. came back. Quit his job at The Verge. Oh, I didn't um, realize it went that far. Yeah, like he, he now doesn't, he, he's online now, but doesn't really spend time online. Hmm. Um, I have no that won't happen mm-hmm. I won't let that happen like maybe I there are, I make some significant changes but I don't know what they're going to be but I will be coming back to Twitter next Sunday if I haven't before then gotcha I might get to, to Wednesday and feel like I can't do it mm-hmm. but yeah. that you know all of that is interesting to me because if I get to Wednesday if I can't go a week then that has some other issues that I need to address. Yeah, and I think part of the reason, if I'm honest, why I haven't done this myself is that I'm scared that I won't be able to go a week. And then it's then it then it makes me wonder, well, is this truly an addiction? And if so, what do I do about that? And that's that's an uncomfortable conversation I really don't want to have with myself. It is an addiction. It is definitely an addiction. And I am interested to see how that plays out. Yeah. So I don't know what yet, but like I'm thinking about like, do I put something in the spot where Tweetbot is on my devices and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I expect that I will be instinctively, instinctively just opening that icon, like muscle memorying it. Yeah, you know what I should do is I should whip together an app that auto-tweets every time you do that. And not well, from your what? account, but from like some other account. So this way, every, every time you in, you you muscle memory open that app, then some other like Mike's muscle memory Twitter account tweets that you've just performed that action. That would be nice. I My other thing was I thought I could just have a tally app. Oh, that's actually an even so better it, idea. So it to be opens honest. and then I just hit a number. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like every time it opens, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think so that's I'm actually a really- downloading. Uh, doesn't Greg uh, Pierce Agile have tool. one of those? That's what I'm downloading right now. Greg, who, who was that release notes? He was very tall. Greg is very tall. I didn't know that. 
Yeah. So I'm going to put that on my home screen and hope I remember to swap that out. I don't know if I will remember to do that. Um, but I'm going to put it on my home screen in the hopes that it will remind me. So then every time I open it, I'll see that the screen opens and then I'll just hit that by one. Mm-hmm. I dig it. I'm interested to see how this goes. What was there anything particular with underscore that brought you to this that you that you think you can share, or is just in general com- a conversation with underscore made you think about it? We were just chatting, and and I was just telling him uh, how you know I just think some parts of the internet and things that happen on the internet sometimes have an effect on me that I wish that they wouldn't, um, and how I think that Twitter is a big part of that, and. I then told him my idea. So like, you know, mm-hmm. basically like I, I, it's things that we've been talking about on here, right? So the idea that I've just been thinking about how much control that these things have on my life, how much control I let other people have on me emotionally mm-hmm. uh, and let people get into my mind because of the things that they say, um, which isn't a lot, but it doesn't have to be a lot for that yeah. stuff to bother you. Um you know, for people that are trolling you or for people that are just trying to upset you. And so I really don't get a lot of that, but I get I get some of it. And I think for most people, some of it is all you really need for it to affect you because you, yeah, yeah. there is a time in your life where you get none. And then there will be a time in your life where for some of us, you get a lot. But every stage going from none to a lot until the point you can deal with it is always worse. <laughs> some people find a way to deal with it really easily when they get some. But I think for me, I'm getting way better at it. But I think that this will be the thing that really helps me understand about how I need to approach my life on the internet. Yeah. So I was just basically telling him that I thought to do this for analog. Um, and then he told me about this idea. Yeah, I dig it. I mean, I'm scared of it because I have a feeling I'm eventually going to get roped into this too, but um, I dig it. So uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm already anxious for next week's episode to see how it turns out. See if you make it. I think what you should do is you should set yourself a, um, a reach goal or maybe just a goal of Sunday to Sunday, but a darn it. This better last until Thursday goal. Not Thursday. Right. I want to go. I want to go two days minimum. Oh, come on. You can do it till Thursday. You can do it. I have faith in you. Well, no, but this is the thing. So I'm not going to set Thursday as my I have to stay till Thursday because I think that the show is... So the only reason Thursday is even a thing is because we're recording. And yeah. I think it would be, an episode would be just as interesting if I didn't do it. Like, if I forced myself, then I'm just forcing myself. Like, for, overly force myself. If I can't get to, to Thursday then I want to to understand why that's the case. Mm-hmm. So I actually, you know, I'm not going to set a minimum because if I set a minimum, I don't feel like I'm going to learn the thing that I need to learn. That's fair. I can get behind that. Because part of, so part one of this is learning if I can do it. And if I can't do it, then I need to think about why. Then once I've established that, then maybe I try this again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Am yeah. I making sense there? Yeah, I think you are. So, So, yeah, there we go. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll see how this goes, but we're going to have some interesting follow-up next week, so I'm stoked. Good luck with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous about it. Yeah, I can understand that. Before we leave this topic, because we should do some really your feels real quick before we end, uh, what did Adina have to say about all this? She thinks it sounds like a good idea. 
I mean, bearing in mind she's somebody that doesn't use Twitter, mm-hmm. but um, she's on board of helping me out with it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at least. Cool. I'm, right. I'm excited about it as much as I am scared of it. Good. Well, that's a good and sign. And the people that I've told about it think it's interesting. I mean, I think everybody tells me that they wouldn't want to do it, but <laughs> everybody seems interested in, in the fact that I'm trying it. Count me and in that I've, category. I've been telling a few people about it just because I want them to be aware in yeah. case they don't catch the show in time. Mm-hmm. So like Stephen, for example, like I want him to know that I'm not going to be looking at stuff, so he might want to keep an eye on things in case things explode. That makes sense. Well, good luck. I'm curious to see how long you last. Me too. All right, so why don't you tell us about something that's awesome and then we can relay some feels. At this point, everyone understands that in the right situations, open source software is important technology. It's useful and powerful. No one really disagrees with that. That's where Red Hat comes in. That's what Red Hat is all about. The most successful open source project of all time is the internet. Tim Berners-Lee put the WWW in the public domain. Then there's Berkeley Unix, TCPIP, BSD Linux, Android, the Internet of Things. This, the list goes on and on and on. The only real disagreement is whether open source can be used in an enterprise situation for people to do their most important work. Well, Red Hat has been trying to settle this debate and has been doing it one customer at a time for over a decade. They started with Red Hat Enterprise Linux and today they certify and support application development, storage and cloud infrastructure for every conceivable enterprise deployment. The New York Stock Exchange, DreamWorks, each and every airline, healthcare company and telecom giant in the global Fortune 500 all rely on Red Hat. In fact, more than 90% of all of the companies in the Fortune 500 are Red Hat customers, which is a huge number when you think about it. Like, there's obviously they're doing something right. And this is because they get powerful, constantly improving innovation of open source without the risk of having to do it alone. It's that simple. Red Hat Enterprise software trusted in the most demanding data centers. Find out what they can do for yours at redhat.com. All right. So you said earlier in this episode that you have a relay your feels from release notes. Yeah, this is a long one. All right. Would you like me to read this? I mean, I feel like that's going to be a little backwards if I do, but I feel bad for your your. I need throat. you to do that. Yes. Okay. Thank you. All right, so this is from Logan. I have not read this yet. Um, Logan says, Just thought I'd write to you about my experience meeting you this past week at Release Notes. It might be relevant to Analog. Let me just start by saying that you, Stephen, and Jason were really kind and welcoming, and what I'm going to discuss is the fault of my own insecurities and is in no way anyone else's fault. When I first heard you all would be attending, I was ecstatic and assumed I would get to have some awesome discussions. What I didn't anticipate was that I would have no idea what to say to any of you. I was nervous to approach because I look up to all of you so much. As you know, I eventually got over it and decided I would try to talk to you. I was able to talk to other people fairly easily because I would just ask what they do for a living and about themselves, and conversation was natural after that. It was different with you because I know all about you. I didn't really know what to ask you. I felt awkward, and that feeling that you get when you hang out with the older kids, when you are young and you feel like you aren't cool enough to be around— Once again, I know these are my own insecurities, and I thought that you were very kind. Just wondered if you had noticed this feeling when you meet fans as you become more popular. Have you or Casey experienced uh, ever experienced a similar feeling when meeting someone from the internet that you admire for the first time? I'm glad that I was able to talk to you because I know I would regret it if I hadn't. I just wanted to express my appreciation for Relay because it is the vast majority of my entertainment, and I think I was able to get that across. Um, so this is from Logan, who met you at release notes. So yeah. thoughts um, about this? Logan said that we could use this, and I hope that he's happy that we read it um, as fully as as I wanted to. 
Um, I remember Logan. He was awesome. He was very nice. He came over. He said very nice things. Uh, spoke about how much he enjoyed Relay and, and how much of his podcast listening time are Relay shows. So he was great. He was fantastic. Uh, but, like, so I will say this again. Logan, I love you. Uh, I just want you to know that. I could feel his nerves, mm-hmm. which is a really weird thing to think about. So I'm just going to throw throw all the preconceived notions of me not trying to sound like a moron and like <laughs> up myself. But uh, So I tried to make it easier for him by being chatty. This is something that I know I need to get better at, but I'm getting way better at. So like I've realized in some of these scenarios that because people enjoy the shows and then they, they they really like what we do and there are people that want to meet us. And, and I only feel comfortable saying that because there are still people that I feel this way about. Like XOXO, I got to say hello to John Roderick and he told me that he knew who I was and my pants nearly fell off. Like <laughs> I... I just couldn't I couldn't even believe it and I was like beside myself and I was so excited and everything and and I felt like I had a million things that I wanted to say to him but I couldn't say any of them um and so yeah it's it's like one of those sort of things so I still feel this way with people people that are like friends of friends like genuine friends of friends right like mm-hmm. Merlin brought like called me over to introduce me to John that's wild. So it's, you know, but but I don't feel that way with Merlin anymore. Merlin is a very close friend. Of, well, he's a close friend of mine. I don't want to speak for him. I consider Merlin a very close friend of mine. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I, I love Merlin. I love spending time with him. Um, and I love being able to work with him. Um, but, and, but when I first ever met Merlin, or first spoke to Merlin, I felt this exact way, right? But as time has gone on, and I'm much more confident and comfortable around him as a friend, that I, I don't get nervous meeting him anymore. So I try and remember this um, now. So when I when I can feel that people are being nervous around me, I can remember why that might be. Mm-hmm. So, like, because when when you're in this kind of situation, when I've been in this kind of situation, you want to talk to someone, right? You want to talk to them because you like what they do, but you don't want to come across as creepy. Your normal icebreakers don't work, as Logan said. You can't say like, "What do you do for a living?" Like. You can't ask those questions. And you don't want to be all like, I know everything about you. Because, especially if you listen to this show, um, you know a lot about me. Right. Right? Because I talk a lot about the way that I feel about things. So, like, I'm trying to be a lot better on this on the other side to keep conversation flowing. Um, and, and this is something that I've been trying to get a lot better with over time. And I try out some new things at release notes for this and I feel a lot better about it because I've been thinking about it because there was a thing when, you know, uh, when I went to that, um, that hello internet meetup at the zoo, mm-hmm. I think I spoke about this on the show. I can't remember somebody there, a couple of people, somebody there was a fan of relay shows. He came over to talk to me. And I did a terrible job of it, and Adina told me I needed to get better at it, basically. Mm. I didn't handle it very well. Mm -hmm. I didn't show enough interest in the guy. Um, And she she pointed out again once more at XOXO for a different situation. It was a totally different thing. But helping me realize how I need to be different with people and how I need to be more conscious of it. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So at release notes, I tried to think to myself, 
when people are coming to talk to me, they probably like Relay. So why don't I talk to them about Relay? Mm-hmm. So like I asked a couple of people, what is your favorite Relay show? I like it. So like I thought, that's a good question. Because if they say a show that's not me on, I can make a joke about it. Um, if they say it's a show with me on, I can ask them other stuff like, what do you like about the show? Or can you remember an episode that you really enjoyed? That kind of stuff. Um, and I'm I'm trying to think of more of these types of questions as like reverse icebreakers. So we've spoken <laughs> so much about icebreakers on this show. I have realized that in some instances, it's actually about, it's, it's on me to come up with the conversation. Yep. And when I thought of it that way, everyone that I know that's good at this stuff, I've seen those people do this type of thing. Mm-hmm. So like the first time I met Merlin, he was creating the conversation because he knows how, how to deal with this kind of thing. He wasn't looking at me stand there like with with my mouth open a little bit, not really knowing what to say. Yeah. So yeah. Logan was awesome and, and I tried to, to to and I remember I I tried to talk to him um as much as I could and I probably couldn't have, I probably didn't do as good a job as I should have done but and I'm trying to be more mindful of that paying more attention to it and coming up with some stuff to say in the inverse yeah I've I never thought of it as concretely as you did but I've come to a similar conclusion to you that when somebody comes up to you at like a conference or something like that and says, hey, I really love your work, the impetus is on me or on you, Mike, to carry that conversation. And that's a weird thing to do. And the problem I have with it is I think your approach is the right approach. Tell me about what shows you like and if it's one of you know your shows. Oh, what did you like about it? What was your favorite episode, etc. The tough thing about that is I also don't want to come across self-obsessed, right? And so if it's like, well, oh, you listen to ATP, tell me your favorite episode of ATP. Tell me who your favorite host is. And by the way, it better be Casey. You know, I, I don't want to come across just completely self-obsessed like that. But I completely agree with you that the impetus is on you and me to really drive that conversation and to show a genuine interest in who this person is. The only downside to that is if you're at a conference or something, you may, and if you're very lucky and people really like you, you may have to do that like five or 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 times in a day. And darned if that doesn't get exhausting over time. Yeah, but. But how awesome is it though at the same time? Like how freaking awesome is it that somebody's going and getting nervous about talking to me? Like I'm just, I'm, I'm just a guy. I'm just another guy like anyone else. And somebody's nervous about coming up to me? That's crazy talk. Yeah, so this is it, right? Where it's, I'm kind of thinking to myself that um, I need to to think less like how tiring it is and just need to... to Focus on the good stuff. Suck it up and deal with it. Yeah. Um, and be like, well, this is the scenario that you're in. You love the feeling, so embrace the fact that you love the feeling of it and then and then just make yourself better at it. Yeah. It's uh, it it's, uh, it is a burden, but do- it is such an unbelievably awesome, wonderful, great burden, and I'm so lucky to have that burden. Exactly. Excellent. All right. Any other relay feels? Or are we good? No, I think that's good for today because my throat is on fire. 
Fair enough. Isn't that a Kings Leon song? Um, all right. Well, listeners, if you have any more Relay Your Feels questions, um, we always love to have more. If you haven't had yours answered, don't worry. We'll probably get to it at some point, probably. Uh, but we always like to have a nice, uh, large backlog to uh, pick from. So please tweet with the hashtag Relay Your Feels if you have something that Mike or I or, or both of us uh, should talk about. And uh, I guess that's it for today. So since Mike is dead, or at least his throat box is, um, I will say that you can find Mike on Twitter at imike, I-M-Y-K-E, except from the days beginning 1 November for some indeterminate amount of time thereafter. And because I am a completely addicted addict, you can find me on Twitter at Casey Liss, C-A-S-E-Y-L-I-S-S. And you can also find my writing at CaseyLiss.com. And I think that's it for tonight. So say goodbye, Mike. Goodbye, Mike.